Welcome to Quick Thoughts. I'm Noah, and today we're going to be looking at some of the some random questions and answering them. Alrighty. So first, what do we have here? We have from Reddit user Joe Alma42. What is the most despicable way that you can think of that people make money? I believe there is a process where you can buy slash pay outstanding. Lions, I think they meant loans. Loans on houses, usually struggling homeowners who can't or don't pay association and or property tax fees and eventually have the... Uh, okay, I'm just going to stop there. Let's, let's go with the first part. What is the most despicable way you can think of that people legally make money? Hmm. As well, let me think there's a lot of ways. A lot of ways. It's a lot of bad things, too. I mean, there's always drug and human trafficking. That's pretty bad. I th Okay, okay. Here is the most despicable way that you can make money. From This is just, you know, throwing it out there. Most despicable way you can make money is by becoming a dick... Is by purposefully going into a country, okay? causing a revolution, political unrest, then, therefore, you start, you become a dictator, and you find a crazy rich person, and you sell all of your land and people, this crazy rich person, who then destroys the country. I don't know, where is that possible? I mean, I don't know. All right. Well, let's let's go on to the let's go on to the next question here. Um, let me see. Um, let me think. Oh, okay. This one is very good. This one's a good one. Google knows where and when I am flying, but I was not the one to book the tickets, and my email was never used. How? Question mark exclamation point. Question mark that exclamation point. Well, um, and this was submitted by FPS, Canada, Russia. All right. Well. Oh, gosh, that's actually kind of freaky. I mean, I know that Google... Google definitely... Um, yeah, Google Google can track things. I mean, they... I mean, I saw... Okay, I saw... This is weird. I saw someone um, do some news station or something. They did an investigation with two Google Pixel phones, right? So what one of them, so what they did is they went around and they turned on all the notifications on there so that Google couldn't track their information. And, what, and they had one that was on airplane mode and one that wasn't, and they carried them both around. And they went around to see, and they walked all over the city. And, they, and keep in mind, they turned off all the notifications, like not all the notifications, all the settings to... Um, to the phone to make it so that it it couldn't track you or at least it wasn't supposed to 
And then what they did is they, they, they extracted the data from both of the phones to see um, what the phone was actually recording. Now keep in mind, we don't know if this was sent to Google. Like the Google Pixel phone may not have been sending this information to Google. But still, it's kind of freaky. Google was able to track everywhere that they went on both phones, even the one that was on airplane mode, even the one that wasn't supposedly connected to like a network or Wi-Fi or anything. So that's pretty crazy. So to answer your question, FPS Counter Russia, yeah, I would say probably just because Google, Google, Google has trackers everywhere. But all right, let's. Um, oh, here's another. Here is another Google-related question sent in by um, Reddit user not a psychopath with underscores separating the words. His question is: Is it legal for a big company like Google, who has millions of users that rely on it for email, documents, etc., to shut down without notice? Ooh, is it legal? I mean. Okay, so keep in mind, I am not a I'm not. I I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Don't take any of this to heart. Take it with a grain of salt. But my initial thought is, technically, it is legal, but it would never happen. I mean, it would have to. I well, there's a lot of investors to think about. It it could if every. I think if everyone who owned Google stock or everyone who owned a lot of Google stock and the investors and things to just shut down. And it and even though it has, it, millions of users do rely on it, there are other systems. Like there's Yahoo Mail, there's um well I can't think of, well yeah you're right. <laughs> I mean everyone does, a lot of people yeah like Google Google runs a lot of stuff, but it's it's legal, but it'd be it'd be very hard. And and it and to shut down without notice, they would definitely have notice. There would be reason. And my my okay, here's my short answer. My short answer is Google will never shut down without reason. And they will there everyone will know unless no one uses it because if we're in the future, maybe Maybe Google stays in the past. Maybe eventually we invent something that surpasses the internet. That would that would be that would be interesting. But yeah, probably it's legal, but be hard. All right, let's get in to another question. Who would win a fight? And this was sent in by one. By that, by Reddit user uh, Thiez Ten. I don't know. It's two Z's. It's weird. Um, Who would win in a fight? A one-armed chimp or a tailless kangaroo? Both animals have been living with their disabilities their entire lives in the wild. Ooh, this is a tough one. I would have to say. I mean. Okay, I mean, a tailless kangaroo, I would definitely have to say that the kangaroo would win because 
I don't think the kangaroo would need the tail to fight the monkey. I think it just like use its little arms and its legs to kick and punch. Whereas the monkey, monkey's kind, I mean, it kind of walk weird. <coughs> Excuse me. It kind of walk weird. And then it, it can only like stand on its legs for a little bit then start just punching the kangaroo. Whereas the kangaroo can just kick that monkey or kick the chimp. So there, I mean, I, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. But the real question is, why a tail? Why is he missing his tail? I'd be interested to learn that. Because, I mean, does that affect the kangaroo? Does a, one, does a tailless kangaroo really affect I, its performance? I don't know. Um, one person, Reddit user... I don't know. It's a weird name. Submitted, I can do a thing where I move some sort of muscle somewhere near my ears. I can't see it, but it feels like moving my hand or leg. What happens is I hear a weird humming noise. It also tends to make me, clo make me close my eyes. I checked literally nothing moves. I checked my ears. I even checked my ears. Uh, what is up? This has always been one of those questions I've thought about but never cared enough to ask. That, I have no idea. That, I mean, okay. Are you sure it's a muscle though? I mean, but he says it feel. okay, wait, he says that it feels like moving an arm or a leg, but there's a humming noise, and, okay, maybe, maybe there's some sort of thing in his brain, where you can move part of his brain in order to trigger a humming noise in his ears, and then that directly kind of like makes him close his eyes. I don't know, that's, that's really weird. That would be weird. And, oh, uh, can anybody else do this? Um, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I can, however, move my knuckle around in my hand. But that's about it. Alrighty, let's see. Okay. Oh, this is a good... Um, ooh, okay, this is a good one. This was submitted by Diakala Mentum. And all right, this is, so if you rob a bank, cops show up and take hostages. You're going to face a lot of prison time naturally. This could cause some to take drastic measures to desperately try to draw things out and get away, including killing hostages. So what would you think about a white flag law that limits sentences as long as a person surrenders without hurting anyone? Say 10 years. If you don't hurt anyone and surrender peacefully with a certain time and don't fire a gun anyone. Alrighty. Um, that is... That's okay. So 
Okay, so let's let's first establish the scenario this person has put out. So the scenario is someone goes into a bank, they start robbing the bank, but the cops show up and they take hostages. And they're proposing that they that we make a law where they if they don't kill hostages, then they get um, they don't go to jail as long. Here's here's my here's the big problem for that is that this in a way incentivizes um, a law that says that if you don't kill the hostages, you don't you you won't go to jail as long. It almost seems like a win-win for the criminal in this in in this sense in the sense that why wouldn't you take hostages in that case just to say I didn't kill any hostages. I only go to jail for ten years. Because, because if you only, because if you don't take hostages, then what? Then is it like, well, you didn't take hostages, so you don't get the law, or I don't know. And also, like, then they can still, if okay, so they can use the hostages to try to get away, to negotiate with the police, say, hey, I got hostages in here, I'll kill them if you don't come, if if you don't let me go. And then if they try to get away but get caught, but they didn't kill any of the hostages, they still don't get that much time that um, that much time in prison. So, I mean, that's I mean it's an interesting thought, but I think that plus I don't know this, but I'm pretty sure that most hostage scenarios. Let's say I'm assuming that this person um, is in the United States. I, I think most hostage scenarios that involve like robbery and things like that, I don't think they end in um, them killing the hostages. Because if you kill the hostages, then um, then the police have then you have no bargaining tool, and then the police will just come in and shoot you. So. I don't know, it's an interesting thought, but I don't think it'd work. Cause then, cause yeah, cause then why wouldn't you take hostages? So then you can have a get out of jail free car if you don't kill any. Very good question. Um. Okay. This is a good one. Is it frowned upon by Disneyland to wear a Disney character costume similar to the ones the employees wear when you? you are just a guest slash visitor. Like if you wore a big, fluffy Donald Duck costume. And this was submitted by a Reddit user, Pumpin Peaches. Not Pumpin. Like, no, okay. That's interesting. Okay, so... So this is... Okay, and then this is also interesting. Let me just throw this in before um, I, I break this down. Is that... Um, Reddit user Zuko Badger co commented on this. And they said, yes, their reasoning for this is because they don't want someone dressed as Cinderella to come in the park, cuss in front of a kid, and then the kid is upset because their favorite princess said a bad word. Okay, well, I mean, so, I, I okay, so I'm assuming that this guy might have some connections to Disney. I don't know, but he he might just be making this up. I mean, I know I am. <laughs> but, um, okay, so first off, my opinion on it is 
is it probably is frowned upon by them. Probably is. They're probably not going to appreciate it. And like the guy said, yeah, they probably because they don't want their characters in Disney. They don't want you. To, they don't want people to think that you do work for them. And if you do start like, let's say, I mean, I mean, if you were a company and you had a beloved character and people like were dressed as that character and were drunk and cussing in your park or something, would you appreciate it? No. So, so as a precaution, I would say they probably don't. They may not even allow you to. But here's the. Uh, but here's that. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna propose a new question. And that question is, um, is it, is it wrong to? Because think about it. Are you kind of stealing? Like, is it wrong? Because is it just wrong? Like, I don't. I don't know about. I don't think necessarily morally wrong. But is it just socially and like? I mean, socially, I think it's kind of weird. Because I don't really get why you address as a Disney character at Disney, let's say Disneyland, um, when there's already characters. But plus, you're going to get, if you do dress up as a Disney character at Disneyland, you know how long the lines are to see some like off-brand character? Like, like, like some like, I, like, I don't know. The lines for those characters, oh my gosh. They're like two hours. And there's just these parents who are just standing in line going, can we please stop waiting? And their kids are like, but I want to see the princess. And, I mean, yeah, if you go to Disneyland, people are going to harass you all day. But, so yeah, probably, probably not the best idea. Alrighty, let's go on. Um, let's see. Okay, this Reddit user, Mongo50, asked a question on Reddit. Is there one main soup company to contact, or are there multiple major ones? I'm assuming contact, is he talking about contact a problem? Oh, here we go, he says here. I want to know why most soups have celery. The, <laughs> the only ones I could find sands that, that have celery. Or wait, is he saying, okay, wait. This is kind of worded weird. Um, I want to know why most soups have celery. Okay, so, he, so he's saying that most soups have celery. The only ones I could find are chicken noodle soup, chicken and rice, and a few others, not counting the cream of or broth kinds. Okay, so he's talking about like, like, um, like just like a chicken noodle soup type thing. Could they make some that don't have certain vegetables? Would others like to see soup without certain vegetables? Reckon I could start making my own recipe thread. Here I come. Okay, well, first off, there is no, to answer the first question, no, there is not one soup company that you could contact. I mean, because there are multiple different companies that make soup. You could try to contact your preferred soup company, like, like Campbell's. You could call Campbell's and you could say, okay, well, I, I, you know, and talk to them about whatever problem you're having. But there, yeah, there's not just like one like soup 
ruler of the world. I mean, it's on the cans, dude. But, I mean, that's okay. That's okay. You probably didn't know. Um, um, I went to know... Okay, so he wants to know why most soups have celery. I think it's just because it gives it a lot of flavor or something. Um, could they make one that don't have certain vegetables? Um, they could. And would others like to see a soup without certain vegetables? Um, they could make... I mean, they could... Maybe, but I don't think if you just called and said that you didn't like the celery, I don't think that they would change it just for the one call. You would have to get like, like a like a petition or something of people who say that they don't want the celery in the soup, because the I'm okay. So the main thing about it is that the celery. I think they just add celery because it's a common item, and I think people like it. They definitely would note. They would probably note your complaint. But they, they're not going to, I mean, they, and they could leave out certain vegetables. But, I mean, they kind of already do. Like, they don't have, like, corn in the chicken noodle soup. Like, Campbell's doesn't have that. But, so, yeah. So, Reddit user, Mongo50, if you're listening to this, which you probably aren't, but if you are, my advice is this. Call Campbell's or your preferred soup company, and, and ask them and talk to them about this and they will probably note your complaint and then also try to get a petition to get celery out of the soup because I'm assuming that you want you don't want celery but alright um ooh okay this is a good this is kind of an interesting situation this was submitted by reddit user Captain Abe the Babe. <laughs> okay, so this person says, I want to pay a fine in pennies, can I? And this is his backstory. So this automotive group that has been working on my car, ha- they have surprised me with some um, charge of $502.14. Now I understand I have to pay this charge, well, I'm not happy about having to give them more of my money, so I'm going to make them unhappy about accepting my money. My only question for you, my fellow peers on Reddit, is this. Is it legal and stuff to do that? Can I get into trouble for that? Do, the, do they have to accept it since it's U.S. currency? P.S. Yes, I will be filming it on my snapchat okay okay well here's the thing okay so this guy got an unexpected bill for 500 bucks from his auto shop now he wants to just make him mad that's all he wants to do he just wants to make him mad by paying five okay first off i mean where my my only okay i'm as you're going to have to have a lot of pennies. That's for sure. I mean, because that's that's a lot of pennies. It's okay. And second of all, let me answer the second question: Is it legal, and do they have to accept it? I mean, I don't think that they have to accept it, but I think it would hold. I mean, would it hold up in court if they said that he never paid the bill and he said I came to them with five hundred dollars in pennies? Um, 
I mean, okay, first off, expect to have them be mad and argue with you. Because they're definitely going to argue with you if you bring in $500 worth of pennies and try to pay the bill. My guess is that they don't have to accept it. But by not accepting it, do they, do they therefore just forfeit the bill? Do they do? Because I mean, it costs. It, it's going to take them. It's going to be a lot of hassle for them to try to deposit that in any way. So, I mean, do they legal? Is it legal? Yes, it's it's legal. There's no law that says you can't pay in pennies. Pennies is a currency. Will do they have to accept it? No, they don't have to accept it. But then do they forfeit the right to bill you because you have the money now real quick okay well first off i don't i don't know if this is even possible because yeah i don't i'm not sure if that's even possible because in order to do that you're going to have he's going to have to have 50,000 pennies 50,000 pennies that's a lot of pennies. First off, he's he's going to have to I don't know how he's going to get a hold of 50,000 pennies. They don't make a ton of them anymore. I mean, I know they make some, but I mean 50,000 pennies. You know, if he if he gets a pen a, if you have 50,000 pennies, this is my advice to you. First off, here's your options. You can go there. You can give them the pennies. They might get mad not accept it and you may not pay, pay the bill. They're probably not going to accept it, but it's legal. It's legal for you to do that. But here's but when they don't accept it, they're probably going to demand another form of payment because it's obviously you're trying to make them mad. So this could go to court, and would a judge say, "Well, he tried to pay you, but you won't accept his money"? So that's the question. I don't know. I don't know. If anyone who's listening to this is a judge, let me know. Because that because if they cause if they went to court and said that he wouldn't pay and he only tried to pay us in pennies, would the court say, "No, you he he technically tried to pay you in in legal currency with that." Here's my second thing though. A penny, the copper and the metal in the penny is worth more than the penny itself. So if you have 50,000 pennies, it'll honestly probably be um, more profitable for you if you just melt the pennies and sell the copper and the metal. I mean, at this point, let me, I mean, how much is a penny worth? I mean, not a penny worth, how much is it? Also, how much does a penny weigh? Like, is it even, is it even plausible for you to transport I mean, transport 50,000 pennies with how much it weighs. Let me see. How much does it weigh? Okay. So a penny weighs um, 0.088 ounces. Now, let's see. So if you have 50,000 pennies and you have 0.088 ounces... That's going to be, I mean, that's, um, that's 4,400 ounces. 
So that's going to be that's going to definitely be heavy cuz I mean think of that you're going to have to get bags of just metal. Just bags of metal. Let me see. Um Okay, so yeah, you're just I mean just pay the fine, dude. <laughs> I mean, you're going to, 4,400 ounces is the equivalent of 275, 275 pounds. That's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, tra I mean, it's possible. It's going to take up, you're going to need a big car and you're going to need to walk into that, um, your auto shop. You're going to have to trans, you're going to have to have bags and bags of these pennies. You might want to call a buddy to help you carry all the change in. And it, it's probably gonna take you at least like 15 to 10 to 15 minutes to unload all of the pennies into the auto shop. And once you have, yeah, dude, there's no way they're gonna accept it though. They're not gonna accept just bags and bags of these pennies for $500. It's five, I mean, $500 is a lot of money, but is it really worth trying to get a hold of 50,000 pennies. I don't know. That's, or is it 50,000? Yeah, it's 50,000, because if you have 500, because you have $500, and times that by 100. Yeah, it's, that's 50,000 pennies. I don't know, just, just yeah, uh, if you try it, it might go to court, and they're probably not gonna accept it. They're either gonna say forget it, or, they're either gonna say forget it or bring it to court and not give you your car. So yeah. Um, let's see. Alrighty, so let's go on to the next question here. Um, this person says, quick question, this, if you time travel, what happens to the people in present time? And this was submitted by Reddit, Red, bleh, Reddit user, Cheskas. Um, okay, so my understanding of how time travel... Well, first off, time travel doesn't exist currently. We, we've never, been, to our knowledge and to the common person's knowledge, no government or no one has ever been able to time travel through to the past and, and, and back or, or even to the past or the future. So... But so I'm going off of movies, <laughs> and and kind of what people have um, conceptualized what time travel is. So time, okay. My understanding is that the people are still are still that there's you're going to almost to like an alternate universe where it's in a different time, or no, you're just going back. And okay, but what happens is the people that are what I think is the people that are in the present, they definitely, they're, um, they're still living their lives. But depending on when you come back, like if, like, let's say I decide at um, 12 noon, I'm going to time travel 100 years forward. Okay. But then I'm probably going to time travel back to my time, if I ever do come back, back to um, to uh, um, twelve oh one. Therefore, to everyone else, it just seems in the present 
they they're living all their lives and it seems like I've only been gone for a minute. When in reality, so it's and and and, the, and in this there's alternate dimensions. I think in time travel, I'm not certain, but 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 yeah, they're still they're still living their lives and everything, but it depends on when you decide to return, how long you were gone, and also you can change when that happens. Like if you decide to come back a hundred years after the present, people, if you time travel back then, people will say, oh yeah, this guy went missing. He was completely, he, one day he just vanished. No one ever saw him again. But then you can change that timeline by going back to 1201, a minute after you time traveled, and being like, hey guys, I'm here. And then if you time travel back to a hundred years in the future, they'll all say, oh yeah, they, they won't, no one will think you disappeared. But yeah, everyone just I'm pretty sure everyone just lives their lives and stuff like that. Um, so and it does I, and I don't think it matters forward or backwards. Like if I you know if you go forward in time or backwards in time. But yeah. Um Okay. Let's see, let's go on to the next question here. Um Okay, this person says, um, you know, that's, okay, never mind. Um, okay, sorry about this, I'm just getting a quick question here. Um, ooh, this is, oh, I, I, oh, this one's a good one, all right. Um, oh, wait, I went back to where I was. Ah, uh, where is it? I found, um, oh, here we go. Um, this was submitted by Reddit user Jewel John. And he asks, how to, how do you answer a very subtle, how do you answer very subtle to a, to a hypocrite friend or a hypocrite friend? So I'm assuming that he's saying that there's a friend who's a hypocrite. Um, okay, so this this is more just well, how do you answer to someone who's who you you know you know very well that's being a hypocrite? I mean, it depends on the context. If it's something small and petty, like don't don't get don't just get into an argument, just get into an argument with them. But if it's something that like you care about or it's something that just kind of upsets you that they're being a hypocrite about, call them out. Call them out. Say and point it out when they did, when they did. Okay, so if so, so if I said, "Oh, I don't like soup," but then I make stew for dinner, which is somewhat the same thing. Or I make okay, if I say I don't like I'm not going to eat, I don't I don't like it's not that I don't like your soup. It's just that I don't like soup in general. But then the next week you make soup, don't confront them on that because they were just trying to be polite. But if it's something like, like, why, why are you um, driving a car that's bad for the environment, but they own a, but they own like an oil rig, then yeah, then then say, hey, you like own an oil rig. Just confront, just confront people like that. Um, let's go right into another one. Um, 
How do you suppose they make coffee in an Antarctic station? This was submitted by um, by oh they deleted their account, but okay. My and then he says my guess is instant. I'm assuming he says instant mix. Yeah, I mean in Antarctic station. Well, usually if I or from my knowledge, people that go to Antarctica, it's already prearranged, right? They don't just like walk there and like I'm here. So they probably. Um, Okay, this is what I would I would think. They have a power generator, right? And it's connected to whatever like tent or something that they're staying in. And with that, it connects to um, their coffee pot is connected to the power generator, connected to a plug connected to the power generator. And then what they do then is they melt snow, put it in and put it in the coffee pot. And then, yeah, they probably just have like a regular bag of coffee or something. I don't know. And they and then they could just make coffee like that. Or, yeah, they could use an instant mix. But if you're in Antarctica, I mean, you got to have some nice coffee. Got to enjoy the coffee with the, with the tundra or whatever. But, yeah, probably, probably, yeah, either instant or they just have a power generator. Um, alright, this is, um, some random questions. This is just submitted by Twisted L. Um, he says, just going to ask, um, questions that will range from a variety of topics. Um, oh, one of them says, um, okay, these are... These seem a, a little bit related. Um, um, okay, one of them is, how do gadgets produce radiation? How much is bad? Well, so I think he's referring to is how like cell phones are proven to emit radiation. Now, from, from my knowledge of this, um, is that Okay, so phones phones do, like your cell phone in your pocket or your cell phone that you might be listening to this podcast on, they do emit small amounts of radiation. That is true. And how do they produce it? I'm not sure. It might have something to do with um, all the waves, all the, all the internet, cell phone, all that stuff that's coming there. I'm not certain how they produce it. But how much is bad? Well, I mean, I mean, you it, it's not like there's a microwave in your pocket. And even if you stood by a microwave, that's probably not going to hurt you. I mean, it's probably too much if you have your phone like up against your head all the time is what I would say. But I mean, it takes I mean, we don't really, we haven't had cell phones like car- carried like smartphones and things like that. We haven't had them long enough to see if they have negative effects through their radiation. I mean, they could have pretty bad effects. Because, I mean, think about it. Steve, Ja, I mean, we've only had it for what, like 10, 15 years max, where we've had like, like, all, like, 
and I'm talking about the scale we do now. Sure, we've had flip phones and things like that, but I don't think those produce a ton of radiation. And we, and even then, carrying a cell phone wasn't as common. Like I, like I remember when I, when I was a kid, Wi-Fi was a new thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, was, it certainly wasn't on the scale that it is now. I don't know. I don't know how much is bad. Well, I mean, we don't really know if so far if it, if it, if cell phones could have bad effects. To my knowledge, I don't know. Don't take take my take it by a grain of salt. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Well... Alright, let's, let's go on to maybe one or two more questions here. Um, your... Okay. Your thoughts as virtual reality games get better and better it may come to a stage of where it is fully subversive concept if this happens hope it does would be awesome is what he puts and a warfare game came out like Call of Duty Battlefield etc could it be possible for the effects of PS PTSD to take place if played for too long give me your thoughts um my thoughts are um, probably, they probably, I mean, or no, I don't know. They could be. It could be, but I have no idea. I mean, you, you know when you're in virtual reality that you are, you know for a fact that I mean, hopefully you know that when you're virtual reality that it's not real. So in a sense, you're not going to have the same level of stress as someone who on a battlefield doesn't know what's going to happen and knows that they're not okay. But, yeah. Alrighty. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I think we're going to wrap it up here. And as always, um, see you in the next podcast. Thank you for watching. I mean, listening. Because this is a podcast. Thank you.